Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. We're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, January 31, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We finally have some air out of the balloon. We finally have our sign and or signal of a trend change. We finally have a market that's not grinding up in a low volume, low participation methodology any longer. We were talking about a couple of things. Yesterday was an on-time type of day that turned out to be true. This week is an on-time type of week. It's turning out to be true. Check. In the live room the other day, yesterday, we talked about a list of stocks that had what I like to call waning velocity. What does that mean on the upside? That means they're running out of steam on the upside. They're likely to make a turn. We talked about NVIDIA in particular. We talked about NVIDIA yesterday when it was about $530, waning velocity on the upside. It's part of the algorithm. Auto magical. We had the perfect recipe for the market to move this week. We have all the big tech earnings. We had Kabuki Theater with the FOMC announcement and Jerry's presser today. We were waiting on the Fed with air quotes. And I kept saying it over and over again, day after day in the live trading room. What follows low volatility is bigger, higher volatility, a pickup in volatility. Everything has an ending and there is a new beginning. Everything has an ending and a beginning. When the low volume, low participation ends, the higher participation, higher volume segment of the market or phase begins. Let me just throw in some emotional trader psychology stuff in here. So think about over the last few days, markets grinding up and we kept saying, She's getting extended from home base. You don't know exactly how far, but it's in that zone extended from home base. We've got waning velocity. We've got the on-time stuff. Yesterday was an on-time day. Did it feel right to be short or did it feel wrong to be short? And the answer is it felt wrong to be short, to be opposing the market while the market is grinding in a melt-up situation. But in the trading world, we live in the land of opposites. What generally feels really, really right is typically wrong. Why is that? Because your emotions are generally sucking you into something to chase it near a top right before a pullback occurs. We all know that one. You get sucked in. FOMO kicks in. It feels really, really right. But guess what? It's really, really wrong. Well, when it feels really, really wrong, it's the mirror image Markets falling like a stone into a bathtub. You think it's not going to stop. They're heading to a destination. It's not a falling knife. Feels really, really wrong. Guess what? You're at a really critical place. It's an important number. It's support. It's magnetic. And guess what? Next scene shows the market turns around and goes back the other way. Felt really, really wrong. It was right. Happens all the time, each and every day in the market. These are the type of things that we discuss in the live trading room each and every day. That's just a snippet. From a bigger picture perspective, weekly charters, is there anything really wrong with the market? Are we able to have a pullback in the market? Are they allowed to have a pullback? The answer is, of course they are. It's a one-day pullback thus far. 
We don't know whether it's going to morph into 100, 150 S&P handles. It doesn't matter today. She was extended from home base on the weekly chart. Coming back toward home base on the daily, on the weekly chart, is garden variety how the market works. Let's talk about some numbers. What's some stuff under current price that's uber important? Well, here's one at about 482.35. It's very important, and here's the thing. If they start getting below there, and they're below their intraday, closing candles below there, everything starts from a smaller time frame and morphs onto a larger time frame. So what we can say is, starting with a, let's just say, 10 or 15-minute candle, half hour, hour, if they stay below that number... They're likely headed to place we discussed already. Where would they come back to? A, the 20-period moving average. B, how about the last breakout area in the sequence? You have a high here of 478.60 and a high here of 477.55. Let's just split the difference between the two. Maybe they spike 478. Maybe they don't. Maybe they come up short. They will have spiked the 20-period moving average, and this is an area, at least for the next day or so, that will be uber important, and if you find Mrs. Market down in this area, expect at least from an intraday perspective, a minimum of a bounce. Minimum intraday, if not more. Put that down on a sticky note. We had the Kabuki Theater. You could wake up tomorrow morning. They could have a whole nother leg down. You could wake up tomorrow morning and they're quote unquote reinterpreting the information from the Fed. What he actually meant was, and the market really believed and the market was wrong on this and the market didn't understand this. And whenever you hear that kind of stuff coming out of the talking heads and the pundits, run for the hills. The market is correct. 100% of the time, the market is the absolute. People are wrong. Analysts are wrong. Traders, investors are wrong. The market is correct 100% of the time at all times. It's called price discovery. Slip in a little note here from the automagical lazy swing trader algorithm system. On a down day in the market, we're holding Becton Dickinson long. This is a trailing position. We've already taken first profit up here. It was up today, about 260. Nice. And by the way, we have BXP on the short side. Are they all winners? No, absolutely not. We have MasterCard was entered yesterday. Guess what? It's down in the account. How much? Less than 1% at close today from entry. That's the worst position we have on the board. Nice tail, by the way. The tail wags the dog. Lazy swing trader. Automagical algo. What's going on inside the numbers today? Let's mark up the chart with some numbers and we'll talk through what happened this morning. We're not going to trade around the FOMC. It's Kabuki Theater. It's a spectator sport. I'm not interested or want to be party to traders getting whipped around on my dime. 488.15, 487.45. Let's start there. And the pivot, 489.15. These are the numbers we were working with this morning. Forget about the afternoon activity. We'll get to that later. The way it's set up and what you'll read in the notes when you do read them, when you go back to double check the work is, when they're below 489.15, it's the bear case for lower. 
So 488.15 is a place, and then 487.45 is another place. For me today, that was a bounce place, and it didn't really happen in the manner in which we would have liked to see it happen. So we were in one of those precarious positions in a trade leading into the afternoon or leading into the late morning session where we're leading into the Fed. So I want to just walk through what happened this morning and let everybody understand how we, quote unquote, wiggled out of the position. Not going to win 100% of the positions, 100% of the trades. What I do tell traders in the live room is that, plus we add on, we're going to win most of them. I just can't do it 100% of the time. It's impossible. So let's see what happened. Pause the video, read the notes, do the thing where you go back to the chart to double check the work. The just in case there is another spot lower, 486.30. Now, We've got the just-in-caser on the board, and we're not going to split hairs over pennies. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. The concept is they went down to the just-in-caser and back to the 487.45. Hence, one way you can wiggle out of the position. We have traders that tick along here, took along here, and then took another long down here. The market dictated that you either had to stop out, and we talked it through in the live room during the trade, or you have to add down there and get the bounce back and wiggle out of the position. You got to manage the risk, manage the trade. Sometimes you have to trade out of a position. Essentially, today was one of those days, but we have something for everybody. We had traders that took a long at the lows, made plenty of money on it. We had traders that bought it three times, got out even. We had traders all over the map. And then you see what happened later in the day. And by the way, I gave one more number out. Let's go find it. While I'm doing that, you can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. There it is, 485.95. So 486.30 down to 485.95 is the next zone of importance and support. You're not flying blind with me. I have the numbers. If the first number or second number, whatever it is, is wrong, I've got another number. Just because the market is going in one direction at one point in time doesn't mean that will continue, whether it be two minutes, five minutes, or 20 minutes from that point in time doesn't mean it's going to continue for 85.95. And that's what traders were left with leading into the FOMC announcement. So they came into the zone. Finally, this was unfinished business into the zone, spiked the bottom end of that zone, ripped it back up in the other direction, right back almost to the pivot from this morning. They ran a test of the morning opening range high. Funny how that works. That was a rip and then a rug pull. Very difficult to trade, specifically in the afternoon after the Fed announcement, Kabuki Theater. Very difficult to trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here in black and white, the numbers, everything you need. Stocks on the move today. We only had one hit its entry objective. It was Google, Amazon, Datadog, Mondelez, and AMD did not. They're off the board. There are no trades. We'll take a look at Google. 141.47 was the number this morning. They came into it, spiked it, gave you the base hit, came back to the number, but they gave you the base hit. Nonetheless, this is the design. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. How many days in a row do you have to hear that to get the point? Nice reversal in Camp IWM. Big volume, big red candle, reverse the whole thing they were doing. I said the other day, 
give up the 20 period moving average this low here it opens the door to the gap the 50 and all that stuff what i like in the smh is around 190 likely a spike of 190 you see it down there within the next day or so let's call it tomorrow for argument's sake we'll check back tomorrow night i like it at 190 if they do it tomorrow for an intraday at minimum bounce situation say a spike of 190 we'll call it 189.50 we're not going to split hairs over pennies somewhere in that vicinity tomorrow should see a bounce don't know that we will get there but if they're killing the tape again they have a chance Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Here's the weekly chart. And what does that coincide with? Oh, by the way, the 200 period moving average on the weekly chart, are they going to fight to stay above all the moving averages on the weekly chart before they give them up? Likely story. You also have a big time breakup candle low at 197.04 on the weekly chart. So guess what? If they spike down here, they're running a test over here and they will fight that price. That's a safety net. About the transports, a lot of these charts look the same. The folks down at the transportation department gave up a breakup candle low, closed below the 20 and 50 period moving average. That's a reversal, just like all the rest. Unless it's a one-day wonder and it's a fake-out operation, you find out with a gap higher open when you wake up tomorrow, this has a chance to get down lower. Where to? Let's call it in the vicinity of... The next big time breakup candle low in the sequence. We're not saying they get all the way down there tomorrow or anytime soon. But if they are, expect them to fight that price at a minimum from an intraday perspective. What about the cues? Also on a pullback operation, reversal candle on volume, same routine. So let's pick apart what we've got in the cues. This is interesting. This is what a full stack is made of. So you have a gap here and the gap is 412.99. Does the gap coincide with anything else on the chart? Sure it does. Coincides with this area here where they ran up to it and were summarily rejected. Okay, fair enough. What does that also coincide with? The 20 period moving average. So you got two things there. Now, what happens if you're below that? Well, here's the next really important thing. You have a gap down here. Before you get to the gap, you have the window to the world. The window to the gap, the low here is 409.16. The point I'm making is between 413 and 407, there is a ton of support, period. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. What about the financials, the XLF? I told the folks in the live trading room yesterday, this one had waning velocity, and we also had a number at 39, I believe it was 12 or 05 or something like that. They spiked it one day, came back in, they're below it. That's a top for now. Big volume, reversal candle, finish at the lows. It's a sign or signal or both of a trend change. We take the market at face value. What do you have here? Last breakout area in the sequence coincides with what? 20 period moving average. Funny how that works. Let's call the last breakout this area here. You draw a line across and what do you get? You get the 20 period moving average. No accidents or coincidences. That general area down there, at least for now, until they do something different, is garden variety of chart support on the way back down. Get down there in the next couple of days, you should get a bounce. What about Smash Mouth? Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. Here's what you have next in line. You have a breakup candle low, comes in at 181.42. You have a breakout area at 176 and change, 176. 
75, 50 in that area, and you have a gap. So you know between the low here of 181.42, the gap, which is officially at 174.64, that's a zone of support, tons of support in that area. Come down there in the next day or so, you're going to get a bounce from within that zone. Broad brush perspectives without giving you the exact number out of the automagical number creation system. That's the stuff that the live room gets, the inside the numbers folks get. This is broad strokes. I'm teaching you how the market works. About Amazon, air out of the balloon. Not a tremendous volume day, a little bit of an uptick in volume, but not much to speak of. Just coming back in to retest home base for now. I have a number. It's on the swing trade list. It's on the watch list. They're not that far away. I'm looking to get filled with another bed or day or two in Amazon. Apple, same routine. You got a rollover situation here. You got that lower high we talked about. The number in Apple is not the gap here from the swing trade list perspective. They may bounce it there, but that's not my number. Another rollover in Microsoft, finishing at the lows, made a new high, rolled over, reversal candle on volume. That's a top, folks. Now, do they find support at the 20 period moving average or is it a more meaningful top? Well, for now, it's a top. For now, the next thing in line is, in fact, a spike of the 20-period moving average around 389, 390. Another rollover in Google L. What about the volume today? Check that volume out at the bottom. Big volume, big down day, sign or signal of a trend change, character changing on the market. Google is on the swing trade list. It's on the watch list. How about NVIDIA? The big scheme of things down 2%, 12 bucks, 12 and a half bucks. It's only 2%. Big time uptrend in NVIDIA still. A lot of room to play with between current price and home base, the 20 period moving average. They don't have to get there, but remember, this is still the monster stock. Meta coming down, not so much a reversal signal in terms of some of the other ones, but Meta coming down toward home base. This is the way the market works. It goes up and it pulls back. It goes up and it pulls back. It goes up, little pullback. Goes up and pulls back. This is normal the way the market works. Doesn't mean the market has to collapse 10% tomorrow. Tesla, still weak on the chart. It was weak for a while. We have that higher low situation possible. Where's the number in Tesla? Tesla's a mover. It's hard to pinpoint to the penny. We're calling it 165. Give or take, call it a buck on either side. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.